Welcome in. It is episode number 95? 96? Is it 96? You edited last week. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it's 96. 96. 96. Holy yeah. I was waiting for that one. I'm not okay with that at all. I was hoping we'd just skip 96. And then we would just move right back. There's actually 96 and a half. We're, we're just kind of <laughs> adding the half in there here. Uh, it is jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And he is... The main event. A.J. Francis, the Washington Redskins. Is, is he really the main event if he... Well, uh... okay, so for a second straight week, A.J. begins the week on the phone. The difference being this time it's not because he's in the wrong city. This time... Well, technically it is because I'm in the wrong city. Well, okay, fair. Technically, you're right. You are in the wrong city. Um, however, it's because this is now permanently AJ's home. He is in Orlando, and he said, guys, bit of a dagger this week. AJ, do you want to explain why it is that you're on the phone? Yeah, so I got my uh, my house that I had built, uh, built from the ground up. It finished two weeks ago. It's awesome. Uh, there's more than enough room for you guys during WrestleMania. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Come down Can't wait. and see the house. Um, but because it's a brand new house, my neighborhood has not been uh, wired for cable and internet yet. <laughs> so Those it could are... be in the pretty near future, yeah. but I don't know when it could be. I could be on the phone again next week. But then again, if I, if I don't have it next week, I'll just go to our community center. I just am running around doing errands, and then i got to be at home to pick up. Uh, I mean, not pick up, but be there when they drop off stuff that we haven't delivered. So. It's a whole thing. Dog, you can just do what I do. when Whenever my Internet's out and I'm, like, desperate and I don't want to go to my mother-in-law's house, I just drive, sit right outside of Starbucks, turn the car, like, turn the power on the car just enough, and I just get comfortable in my car sitting there outside that Starbucks stealing Internet that way. That's the way that I go about doing it. Yeah, that is – I definitely could do that. But um, I don't know the area well enough yet. So, I don't really know where I'm sure it's not far, by the way. Although, although, although the Google machine probably would Yeah, it would probably out. help you out a little bit. All right, so uh, a- AJ is in Orlando, his uh, forever home, as it is uh, uh, anyway. Aaron and I are back here in Baltimore. Coming up a little bit later on in the show, Shane Strickland will join us. You uh, remember Shane from CZW, and now, of course, he's bumped up to uh, Lucha Underground where you know him as Killshot on Lucha Underground. So we will chat with Shane Strickland coming up a little bit later on. Uh, it's a good news, bad news situation for AJ. The good news, uh, it's a bad news for us, is that we thought this week was going to be Shawn Michaels. It now appears to be next week, which is good news for AJ, because AJ would have missed out on Shawn Michaels this week. So now the good news for him is that he can be a part of the uh, Shawn Michaels interview next week. On Have we show. ever even told the fans that it was going to be Shawn Michaels? Oh, did we not? I thought, I thought we hinted around that. I thought we... I... I think you just ruined the surprise. But hey, oh, next damn. week we got Shawn Michaels coming <laughs> out. We do. Next week, Shawn Michaels will join us. Uh, did we? Did we talk? So we didn't talk publicly about the conundrum with the movie. On the, we didn't. No, we just talked about how Aaron can't watch a movie because he's Jewish. Oh he yeah. yeah. So so I I did call him out on Twitter this week. I did say. If Aaron doesn't watch the movie, he's not allowed to be a part of the interview. Which is weird because you didn't say that about AJ. Okay, first of all, AJ is moving. AJ's having a, a whole life change right now. He's he doesn't have internet. How's he gonna watch the movie when he doesn't uh, have well, internet? I was gonna a- say now that he Aaron, doesn't have internet. He's how's out. he gonna watch the movie when he doesn't have internet? I was always willing to give AJ a pass because he's in the middle of moving. Are you in the middle of moving right now? Yes, you don't know. No, that. you're not. 
You're not. You're not uprooting your entire. Yeah, you're not uprooting your entire life and taking it to another city. They said two of us have to watch the effing movie. They sent it to you. They sent it Wait, to me. Wait, did they say two? They did say. I do like remember them. I, I think I said at the beginning. I don't think AJ will be able to watch it. Fair enough. But I at that point was was thinking it was going to be because the Redskins were in the playoffs and he had other things going on. So I think I told them specifically. I think they requested that all of us watch it beforehand, and I said, I don't think AJ will be able to. Will, will there be a quiz on this? I, I hope not. God, I hope not. How awkward is it that, like, when he's introducing the movie, like, even Shawn Michaels can't get that over anymore. So he shows up on Raw on Monday night, and he's like, I'm here to talk about my movie, and immediately it's, Bo! Not, like, not a good look. Dude, I'm Shawn Michaels. Like, I'm not, I'm not allowed to come here and promote my movie? Damn, man, that is... That's harsh. That is harsh. Uh, but, yes, next week for Shawn Michaels. Looking forward to that. This week, Shane Strickland. A lot to talk about uh, this week. A lot to discuss, including uh, what I thought was very significant and and with just one camera shot, a very significant swerve on Monday night to genuinely, I believe now, potentially to be a WrestleMania match. Are, are we starting there or are we starting with? the main event is it a swerve that i because i called it like multiple times on the show over the past couple weeks is it really a swerve? did you did you i don't even remember that did yes you? i said multiple times that Braun Strowman's going to fight the undertaker all right maybe you did multiple times i thought, I thought you, you talked about the title more I, I, aaron i genuinely believe this is the biggest story of the week I, and I i'll get to why you think the other one is I but I, okay i mean we, we can yeah. go we can go either way yeah. it, it, it all ties yes, there was a title yeah it all ties in together. The way but you get the, I said the way you get Strowman to the title is you have him beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. Right, and then all of a sudden, so, if you beat an Undertaker at WrestleMania, you're, you're the biggest dog on the Yes, the, as, the as block, we've seen right? with Lesnar, the next match he had after beating uh, Undertaker was right, the title match. Right. Um, so with literally no more than a single camera shot, unsp- not unspoken because they referenced it, but like never explained it. There's no yep. explanation as to why... Here's Braun Strowman watching The Undertaker with that single camera shot. All of a sudden, the entire concept of WrestleMania is uprooted. Everything that we believed as Four far as... you guys. Again, you didn't, you didn't say you guaranteed it. You didn't say... Let, okay, well, and hold on. Let's, let's just say, not just for us guys, there is a report that legitimately, you know, it, Cena vs. Taker was more or less in stone. Like, right. that was going to happen... And now they have torn up the WrestleMania plans. That report is out there this week. Well, it's obviously Strowman Undertaker. Mm. There's, there's no reason why you have that camera shot if you're not building towards... It was in stone, and then it was just not in stone. Yes, because that's what, what Vince... stone means? Vince does McMahon does not know what in stone means, no. <laughs> you know, three... three know what in stone what means? Three, three, three days before Rey Mysterio won the title at WrestleMania, it was in stone that he wouldn't be <laughs> winning the title at WrestleMania, because Vince said, no way will Rey Mysterio be winning the title on WrestleMania, and then because he's Vince McMahon, he changed his mind. mind. Um, There's a couple things here. I I guess the question sort of becomes: Do you not are are you doing are you doing this specifically because of Braun? Like, are you at a place where you feel like you need one more to put Braun in that picture? Because you pretty successfully put Braun in the title picture over the last month or so without having that? Like, does he need more credibility at this point in order to be in that picture? I don't think so. He doesn't need it, but like I said, like, the thing is, Braun is the new, I I said it from the beginning, he's the new mega, he's Kane in 1997. 
You know what I'm saying? He right. is right. the guy that's going to dominate the scene and be a dominant heel for a long time to come. That's what he is. Kane is about to retire. Undertaker, I hope, is about to retire. After those guys, Big Show is about to retire. There's Mark Henry is about to retire. There's no one else like that. You could say Rusev, but Rusev's 6'2", 6'3". It's not the same. Look, Braun Strowman is the guy. The way you make him the guy and validate him as the monster heel that dominates the industry for the next 10 to 15 years is you really take her mania and then win the title. That's the easy thing to do. Uh, I'm, look, I'm not... It's obviously that what they're going to do. Well, it's not obvious they're going to have him beat yeah, him, but but, but definitely right. that he's going to be. Yeah, I, yeah, don't, I don't. I, I would not say it's obvious that. He right, wins. correct. That's true. It's obvious that he's going to face the Undertaker at WrestleMania. It would seem to serve no purpose to have Braun Strowman lose to the Undertaker at WrestleMania. That wouldn't seem to make much sense for anything. Like what? Now, what granted, you, we didn't. We thought the same thing about Br- uh, Bray too, though. By the way. We thought that Bray needed to go over The Undertaker. Yeah, I guess we kind of yeah. thought that. You're right. You're, we probably did think that. I, I still still think there's there's no purpose at all for forcing Braun kind of into this. And that's the thing. To force him. You, you have the match laid out, and then you're all of a sudden swerving to Braun. They're, it should be because of Braun and not because of Undertaker right. that you're doing right. I think it is because of Braun, though. Because to me, like, Braun is at a point now. Like, when Braun debuted, you could tell he was going to be a big factor in the company for years to come the way they used him um, but he's really green and now he's gotten to the point where he can hold matches and do compelling storytelling within the match as long as he's with somebody who knows what they're doing um, and who knows what they're doing better than Undertaker right. so like I think that he is at a point in his career where it's time for him to range and be that monster heel that we all expect him to be, which he's already been for honestly the last two, three months. Right, right, but, right. You know, but in the but going against Taker at WrestleMania, beating Taker at WrestleMania, you realize the only it's him and Brock. And then honestly, how does this sound? Bray uh, Braun beats Taker at WrestleMania. Braun wins the title before SummerSlam. Lesnar's strolling at SummerSlam. I mean, it would be a colossal, you know, yeah. a, a showdown of titans or whatever you want to call it. I got no beef with that. You, you know, we, we talk about the title, and Glenn, you kind of said, you, you asked, does he really need to, to beat The Undertaker to be in the title picture? That's the weird thing about it, is that it, you know, after Jericho won the, ti- the U.S. title, mm-hmm. it seems very clear that Roman Reigns is well, yeah, probably going to win the Universal so, title. So, and... Braun is right there with Roman right no, now. We, we thought been... it was going to be Braun Roman at yeah. WrestleMania. We like we thought that was what they were building to for the championship, and arguably, like that made more sense than this does. Right, and that and that's the only thing I'm wondering: why exactly do they feel the need to go to Taker if the idea is to push him into the title well, picture? They were they, it seemed like they were getting there. Anyways. Well, except for there's one other wild card, which is the wild card we brought up last week. So look, I, it it appears right now by having Jericho win the the IC title. US or the title. U.S. title, right? God damn it, I always do that. By having him win the U.S. title, now you're in the position that you would have, and I, look, I've already gone on record, I think it's the dumbest thing, I think it's incredibly stupid, but I've been convinced that they were going to do it, so it doesn't. It, it, it's hard to get me bothered by it, because I know it's going to happen. Um, I'm convinced that it means that they're going to have uh, Roman win the title at the Rumble, and then have Jericho Owens be for the U.S. title at, um, at WrestleMania. I think it's incredibly stupid. I, I I think it, I think it's the type of thing that you do because you lose track of the fact that you need to serve both 
casual fans and wrestling fans at WrestleMania. Like that sometimes you feel as though you just need to serve casual fans and you forget that like everything you've done this year, all of the work that's supposed to culminate at WrestleMania should be culminating with Jericho facing Owens. That Jericho the the we want him to get the title one more time. Everything about that should lead up. Now they can still do it. They can still surprise me and they can still do it, right? But I'm just convinced. The writing point, on the wall right, says it yes. wouldn't be the case. Which would lead to the scenario that we brought up a week ago. That there is this other dream match, although I don't know whose dream it is, um, that's out there that I, you know, I thought you could wait on before you had to pull the trigger on it, and you'd still have to do some work to get there. But if you're not going to have Reigns versus Strowman, and you sort of have Reigns sitting there, short of turning Rollins heel again, like short of thinking that that's a smart thing to do and having a Reigns-Rollins match, which I just don't know if anybody's geeked up for that right now, um, the answer to me is to do the, the to pull the trigger on Reigns-Cena. And it could be as simple as giving them both the belts and saying, we want to have competition between Raw and SmackDown at WrestleMania, so we're going to have champion versus champion at WrestleMania. That that could be the easiest way to go about doing it. Not a unification match. Right, just just, the, and, and that's that's what would make me cringe about, that you're not going to have either title being defended on WrestleMania. No, I mean, it's tough, but it, you would create... You would also create a a monster match in the process that we're going to determine champion of one show versus champion of another show who you know who's the best like they they would try to sell it that way so you wouldn't have the titles defended I'm with you I wouldn't like the notion of not having the titles defended but again I don't think that they're doing it the right way anyway so why do I really care at this point what they're doing with the titles if they're not making the one match that is the most logical for to have the title involved. So I, I, it's it's work that you'd have to do, but to me at this point, if you're taking John Cena away from The Undertaker, Cena Styles, again, would make no sense. You've that, done it no. too much. The only next logical thing, if Strowman's moved away from Reigns and Undertaker and Cena are no longer, is just to go ahead and try to pull the trigger on a Reigns-Cena supermatch. Unless in the, the scrapping of all these matches, they've also decided to scrap Brock Goldberg, and they wanted to do Reigns-Goldberg. Then what are they doing? Yeah. With Gold- what, what would they do with Goldberg at that point? You mean what would they do with Brock? Oh yeah, what would they do with Brock? They they could do any, anything with Brock. Like I feel like Brock Literally. is one of those. Like at this point, Man. we weren't. At this point last year, we weren't thinking about Brock Ambrose at all. No, and I think that a lot of us were disappointed by Brock Ambrose. Well, you, you were disappointed like, by the match, but you but but leading into WrestleMania. Well, I don't think that they got. They, they never really made Ambrose seem like he was legitimately at Brock's level. They never did anything to make it seem like a viable match. Brock absolutely my, my appeared disinterested could, by the whole thing. You could build up somebody. You could build up, like... Who? Rusev. I mean, Rusev is the one... Like, that's... Samoa Joe. If okay. They, if, they, if they wanted to pull the trigger on. I'm not or, saying or, that they or will. Even, or even I just... If they didn't, Brock Nakamura, all of a sudden yes. I'd say, well, okay, high fives. Right. Or... Or suddenly they found out that The Rock is available, and, and that changes everything. Um, My God. <laughs> right? I mean, that would change everything if they found that out. Look, I, I'm, I'm very hesitant to, to think that any of them are – it still really makes – To me, it's super early. Like, this time last year, how many matches did we know were going to happen that happened at Mania? We knew Reigns Triple H. At yeah. this point, we knew that was going down. But that was it. Right. That was literally it. 
And right now, we now yeah, know. Yeah, because last year, that was also the injuries. We were, it was kind of in flux, so we thought it was going to be Taker Cena. The second right. year that we were getting right. Taker Cena, we thought was locked so in. So what do we think we know right now? We think we know Triple H, Rollins. Owens, Jericho, and maybe Brock Goldberg. Well, we're pretty sure we know. I don't know why you guys are so quick to write off Finn Balor. I don't think anybody's quick to write off Finn Balor. I don't think that we can assume Finn Balor it's, until... I mean, here's what we know about... Like, if, if the... Or not... We don't know. Here's what we think about Finn Balor. If he is available, he will not be available till early March. He could be available for a big ma- For a match, it's just hard to see him being in, like, one of those truly top-tier matches just because... Here's, here's what I think could happen. I think Owens wins... I don't think Reigns wins at the... At, um... Uh, Royal Rumble. I really don't. I just don't think that happens. I think that this is a swerve to make people think he's going to win, but I don't think he's going to win. What I think is going to happen is I think somebody from SmackDown is going to win the Royal Rumble, and then I think that uh, you're going to have Kevin Owens and uh, Chris Jericho feuding until March. They have a blow-off match at whatever the pay-per-view is. And then... Finn Balor comes back, and Finn gets a shot at the title that he never lost. Look, I like Finn, and Finn deserves the title shot as soon as he gets back, but that to me would be against Roman. That wouldn't be against Kevin Owens. I I just... Because I cannot fathom you spending the entirety of the time that you spent between SummerSlam and now building up Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho to blow it off not at WrestleMania. Like, that would just... I don't understand the purpose of wrestling if you're going to take the... I mean, it has been the singular storyline that has dominated your flagship show for months to then just toss it aside a month before your biggest show. Like that, again, I, I like Finn Balor, and I and I like Finn Balor being involved, and I think Finn, Finn Balor being involved is great, but Finn Balor hasn't been here. And to suddenly toss him back into the title picture for WrestleMania... It's one thing to do that with an established champion. It's one thing to do that with somebody that comes back. If you're John Cena, you get to come back and one month later be in that picture. To do it with Finn Balor, that doesn't help the casual wrestling fan. That doesn't help the, the, the hardcore wrestling fan that's been watching so week in and week it? out. Why doesn't it? Seth Rollins came back from injury and got a title shot immediately. But Seth Rollins is an established that champion. And that wasn't that mania. That, that's the point. His, he's... Glenn is saying for Mania, for the, the showcase of the more, it should be the culmination of the year, which, you know, we may need to start thinking that it's not. And, and again, I get that they are attempting to serve casual fans. And so if your argument is you're going to do you something think else. You that a title match, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Just so we're clear, your argument is that a title match for Ke- between Kevin Owens and Finn Balor is a match for casual fans? No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a match for neither one. I'm saying that hardcore people that have been watching every week between now and then, as much as they like Finn Balor, would far prefer to see Kevin Owens face Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. They want that. Everybody, we are obsessed with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. They're dressing up as them for Halloween. Hardcore wrestling fans are. The hardcore wrestling fans want Owens so and you Jericho. Know, you, I do want to bet you more people dressed up as Finn Balor for Halloween. But There's no there. chance of that. Not a chance. Were, they were selling the costumes. So the what? The, the Finn Balor costumes. Dude, did you? They always saw it at, at, at Halloween was people dressed up as Jericho and Owens. Ch- ch- go check. Oh, you Dude, go check. It was all over the place. Like, people that weren't wrestling fans were dressing up as Jericho and Owens. Now That's factually inaccurate. I can't imagine that one. Well, I, I mean, and there's a lot <laughs> more wrestling fans than I realized there were. Now, all that being said, 
um, the notion, and it's, if you want to say there's a 1% that's so obsessed with Finn Balor, that that 1% really wants to see Finn Balor face Kevin well, Owens. No one's, going, no one's going to complain about right, Finn Balor. Right, because it's Finn Balor, because we like Finn Balor. But if you said right now, either you get paid off this or this, come on, man. It, it's all we've been waiting for is the culmination of this Jericho Owens thing. To blow it off at the, the pay-per-view that nobody cares about a month before WrestleMania is pissing in the eye, and not even for the sake of a larger audience. There's, the larger audience doesn't know who Finn Balor is. The people that don't tune in the rest of the year, that will only tune in for WrestleMania, have never heard of Finn Balor because he's never been around for a WrestleMania before. But he's been around Kevin for one Owens? pay-per-view. What's that? But they know Kevin Owens? Well, they know him more than they know Finn Balor. I'd be willing to bet that's not even the case. Oh, dude. Now you're Come just on. saying things for the sake of saying them. Dude, are you... Finn Balor was on two shows. Yes. Finn Balor was on a, or two Raws and a pay-per-view. And that's it. But Finn Balor has an iconic look that has been all over the internet that people haven't seen. Kevin Owens is just a, a fat guy in a black shirt. Well, okay. He's not just a flat guy, fat guy in a black shirt, and how dare you suggest this so. He is a fat guy in a black shirt, but to say he's just a fat guy in a black shirt no, makes so, you a piece like, of if shit. You throw, if you throw a random person a picture of these two guys, like a random non-wrestling fan would be like, oh, I'm more intrigued by Finn Balor. That's all I'm saying. Well, okay, if you're saying that who has a better look, okay, I'll give you Finn Balor as a better look. That all being said, one scenario you're painting is Owens and Balor, both of which you're suggesting no casual wrestling fan or no no non hardcore fan, wrestling fan knows. The other scenario is Owens and Jericho, where one of them is somebody that the the hardcore wrestling fans know. So it still doesn't make any sense as far as trying to win over casual wrestling fans. I mean, I'm not arguing the fact that the match should be Owens Jericho. I'm just not pretending that Owens spin down for the title in WrestleMania isn't a huge match like you are. Well, it's, uh, again, you're suggesting that I don't like Owens and Balor. I would love Owens and Balor. I think that it would be, it would make no sense to do that in comparison to all the work that you've done to get to the other match. Like, the, everything you've done. Why have these last seven months if you're not going to have Chris Jericho face Kevin Owens at WrestleMania? You could have blown this off two months ago. You could have blown it off at any point if you weren't trying to get the WrestleMania to do it. At this point... The fact that Jericho's not in this match coming up at Rumble like, seems to signify that they have something bigger in it. It has to be. <laughs> Otherwise, what in the hell? Like, nobody needed another match with Roman Reigns and, and, and Kevin Owens. Nobody was crying for that. You guys, are di- you guys are discounting what if it's Owens beats Roman and Chris Jericho wins the Royal Rumble. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, that's no, the only no, thing that I'm at. That's like what I've been asking for the entire time. We're not discounting I'm not, that. I, like, high five is all right. If that happens, I might kiss you. You know, like, poor Jimmy, poor John, Johnny Crabcakes and Jimmy Seafood is going to have to clear up semen for days if that's what happens. He's going to have to hire an entire hazmat crew to come in and clean up the mess that I leave in his upper bar if that's the way that Royal Rumble goes down. It's going to be very uncomfortable. I will open mouth kiss anyone that night if it ends with Chris Jericho winning the Royal Rumble and Kevin Owens is the champion. I will open mouth kiss anyone that night. Boy, I should probably take that back. I will open mouth kiss anyone who can prove they don't have a disease. That's who I'll. That, that's your kiss. clarification. That's, there? All, that's all I'm needing. Anyone else? I'll open mouth kiss them if that's the way that that night goes down. Yeah, uh, I hope that's how it goes. <laughs> well, so do I. I'm that excited about it that I'd be willing to do it. 
Um, anything else that, that as far as, again, everything is pointed to WrestleMania right now. So as far as stuff that points towards WrestleMania, what do we need to cover? Well, I, well, I mean, technically this to me points towards WrestleMania. Just like I told you, Braun was going to face Undertaker. I told you Titus is going to fight every member of the New Day and then end up being a member of the New Day. Well, that's not a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> sure. That would, boy, that would just suck, wouldn't it? If Titus joined the New Day. Uh, don't know that I'm okay with the dude. You, that's a great idea, and I'm I'm all for it. I I don't I still don't know if they're gonna do it, but because it's a good idea, and so I worry that they won't. As, as far as WrestleMania goes, there is one thing that I'm curious about, and that's um Steph's heavy involvement in Sa- within Sasha and Bailey. And are we pointing towards Ugh. a Steph potentially Steph Sasha? Um, no, I don't think Steph Sasha. But what I think might happen is. Steph finds someone to fight for her. And but, it doesn't necessarily have to be Ronda Rousey, but it could be somebody from NXT that could be the next Okay, but who uh, from NXT is crony. But who from NXT is credible enough to do that other than Asuka, and that really doesn't make sense for Asuka. The, the one name that I could think of would be, and I, I think it would be a bad way to use her, but would be uh, Mickey. Yeah, I'm just so convinced yeah. it's going to be Mickey Nikki. Like I've said that, I've, I'm just so convinced right now that that's what they're leading to on SmackDown. Now, now we're running out of time to get there, so it might be that they they don't have enough time to get to that point, and so it would make more sense to do Mickey representing Steph. I can see that. I'm not. I'm not opposed. I, to I that. think. I think the tricky thing is you have someone who people want to cheer in Mickey representing Steph. That would be the right. tricky thing about it. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to go. Like, it, it seems clear to like I'm, the, the La Luchadora thing is still the thing that's out there, right, for, for SmackDown with the women's right. picture. Yep. So that's why I keep coming back to Mickey because it would make logical sense for that to end up being Mickey. She right. gets in. She wins the title. You can still do Alexa, Becky, and then you can have Mickey with the championship facing Nikki, and they clearly want to have Nikki very much right. prominent on their WrestleMania card because Nikki is a known figure with a reality show, and so – that touches the casual thing that we're talking about before. Um, so, I, if if it's not Mickey, I guess I would need to figure out how that who that is that would do get get all that work kind of cleaned up between now and then. And, and that's assuming that it is going to be a long term thing and not just a little thing here to try to. I don't know what the reason would necessarily be, yeah, but right. WWE reasoning. I mean, if you told me right now that it wasn't just Charlotte. Bailey for the title, and they decide to throw both Sasha and Nia oh, yeah, in there. I, yeah, I could absolutely a, buy that. And honestly, that's not the end of the world. No, I, I don't think just, that's a bad thing. I don't like the idea of it being a battle royal, because I think it takes away, but I think if it's the four of them... Who have been dancing around each other all, for two months. all kind of viable individually, I don't think that's a bad match. I think you could totally pull that off as a fatal four-way, with all four kind of being legitimate title contenders... And it feeling like the culmination of something, despite the fact that it's a four-way match. Like, I think that that could yeah. work. Yeah. Um, anything else? Anything as far else as mania-wise? I mean, just big picture-wise from these two shows. Anything else that we need to touch on? Like, um... Uh, is it just me, or does it feel like there's a lot more people, like, big-name stars, declaring themselves for the World Rumble this year? It, it, they've definitely done a lot more... Definitely them announcing themselves. That's been a thing this year, I feel like, more than any other year. Just well, kind of come out. They got, a, say, they got a bigger building that they're trying to. Yeah, exactly. And that's the reason. They, they have the bigger building. They have the four hour show, meaning that they can do something at the very beginning of the show and they're perfectly fresh for the Rumble. So you can do the double matches if you need to. Like, I assume that since both Miz and Ambrose are in the Rumble, they're also probably going to face each other earlier in the night. That would be my guess. But. You know, I, it's interesting you say that. I don't. 
I don't know that you have to do you that. You don't have to. Either. I don't think they are going to do that. Because like, you do still have one more pay-per-view that you've got to get through before you can get the, the rest of The is you... But you also have to fill a four-plus-hour show. Assuming you have to fill if, – if the Rumble is, let's say, an hour 15. Right. You gotta well, fit. I would say, one, you could extend the length of the Rumble would be one thing that you can do. You know, like that's – It's hard to extend it much more than an hour 20 or so, I'd say. Is it really? I don't know. Yeah, I almost feel Is like... it really, though, Aaron? Well, it, I, guess, I guess if you extended you the – You just have the... guys get eliminated at lesser pace. Well, but still, you had – you know, the 30th guy is in there. That's going to be a constant unless you really increase the time. You know, you increase it to two and a half minutes or something. Well, I think if you, if you are decidedly – Do you really believe they come out every 90 seconds? No. <laughs> they, I do not believe they come out every 90 seconds. But again, there's a big difference between, you know, okay, let's let's push it up five seconds or so. And, like, because when that 30th guy is in there, there's not much you can do after that. You're not going to have a long time after that 30th guy unless you do a big one-on-one showdown. Like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think who's the last guy to really have, a like, a one-on-one showdown at the end that took more than a few minutes to resolve. Uh, the Taker and Sean, I feel, might have taken a little while there. But, but something no, like that, Roman, yeah. Roman, Roman Rusev took a while. Oh, right, because you had the rocks running and everything. Yeah, okay. And I think there's there's enough individual. You're a lot of things. Seamus Durko took a solid, like, four minutes, five minutes. Right, well, I'm saying more than four or five. I'm saying if we're trying to get the, the rumble well, to but an hour I, and a what half. What I'm saying here. is there's enough individual things going on that, like, I, I think if you pause the rumble to deal with, if you're still going to Brock and Goldberg, if that caused like a pause in the rumble because there was such devastation from Brock and Goldberg going oh, you at mean, they, each they other, they literally like, like call time in the middle like, of it. You know, you know, We're, Brock, they don't have to call time. Goldberg's still going to get his full entrance, right? They're going right. to stand back. Yeah, okay, gonna, yeah. I, I like think there's a lot of things you can do within the course of the rumble to extend it out um, that also help in your storytelling. Where you have fewer yeah. times where there's ten guys in the ring, and you have a few more times where nothing else matters besides the fact that Brock and Goldberg are in the ring together right now, and nobody else is coming down. Like, you could do a bit where whoever's the next person, the clock runs down, they're like, yo, I ain't going down there yet. You know what I mean? Like, right. you could absolutely do some things with that in order to be creative. I think that you have enough that you're trying to use. There's enough people that are entering themselves into the Rumble that you're trying to then used to sort of, you know, Braun and Undertaker to try to to push towards WrestleMania, that you can, without pausing or calling time out, that you can sort of slow down the Rumble a few times, and I think you could use that to extend some things. I, and I still think there will be other matches, but, I mean, there are going to be two other title matches, there are going to be tag team matches, there will be women's matches. Like, you can get... You can get there. You can get seven matches on the card without having to do... Miz. Much of anyone right. doing double duty. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think you can do that fairly easily. Uh, There's like 12 titles. Right. There couldn't yeah. be more. There's a cruiserweight title. There's a UK championship that we don't even know. Like, they're doing this UK championship thing this weekend, right? Yeah. Do we have any idea what happens with the UK championship after that? No. There's no weekly TV show announced. No. There's no, the UK guys no, are going no, to... They said the plan, the plan is to have a UK. But they haven't announced it. Like, I haven't said tune in to the WWE Network the following Saturday for WWE UK. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to have a champion with no... Now, they could announce it this weekend as right. part of the broadcast. Yeah, I was going to say, because they didn't announce... When did they announce that the cruise was going to be on Raw? Like, not... Not... It wasn't yeah. Much. No, but it was... It was before the Classic ended. 
Yeah, but the classic was like ten weeks long. They didn't. They probably yeah, it's a little bit different, right? right? No, that's fair. But I mean, we knew it was going to be ten weeks long. I guess what I'm saying is, like, as of right now, we know nothing. Like, they're doing this thing this weekend. We're, we're, they're going to crown a champion, and in and then forty eight hours before we don't know right. What's going we, and on. then what? Exactly. Yeah. That's sort of my point. Which is, if it's going to be a WWE champion, presumably, like at least maybe the five major pay per views, they might want to fly some of the guys over to be a part. Like, I can get the idea of the WWE UK. They might want to have exist UK only, right? But maybe they sell it to a TV, you know a TV station, right? In the UK correct, and then and then air it on the WWE Network in the United States. Right. But then for the five pay per views, the the ones that matter at least, they'd probably want to do a UK Championship match on those, which would would, would the Royal Rumble would be one of them. All right, anything else that you need, that you need to talk about, uh, AJ? Before we let you get back to uh, getting your life settled there in Orlando. Well, we're just not going to talk about SmackDown at all. Well, I mean, what what in particular, what stands out that you want to talk about before we let you go? Well, I just wanted to talk about, I wanted to ask if you guys think, like, well, I think it's true, too, that they're going to blow off Miz, Dean, in the, at the pay-per-view in between Mania. What do you think the idea for the title match at Mania, the Intercontinental title match, which has been, I mean, quite frankly, uh, probably the WWE title has been, the, like, because AJ Styles has had it, it's right. been the best title but, like, other than that, the next title that's been the best to me, like, storyline-wise, how it's defended matches on the Esmond Intercontinental title. And what do you think they're going to do with that at Mania? My guess is they're going to do the same thing they've done the past few years, which is just put it in a multi-man match. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think it deserves a lot better, but... Well, I mean, I think Baron Corbin's kind of a wild card here. Corbin, where... I mean, if, Ooh, if, 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 if we're yeah. pulling... You know, take her out of there and oh, you, Cena out of there. You know, I, I wonder you know, if that Corbin, Corbin could be in line for Styles. Possibly, I, somebody's got to become a face in that. Pro- well, Styles would be a logical face turn. Like that'd be a pretty logical face turn. Hold on. So you're assuming that? See, remember I told you I don't think Roman Reigns is going to win the match at Royal Rumble. Right. I definitely think John Cena is going to win the match at Royal Rumble. So, so you are convinced that Cena is going to be champion. Well, but even even if it's not for the title, it's right. for I, I'm, I'm searching because if you're pulling you're Taker you do a Styles out of, Corbin pulling, thing, even if it's not for the championship, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out something for well, Styles. Can you because, do a Styles Corbin Ambrose thing? That would yeah, be, that would be kind of good actually. You, you could you could do a lot yeah. of fun things with yeah. Styles if you really like. Yeah. I, I still think that the club versus the New Day is possible. I still right. think that I, yeah. I, I think there are a lot of fun things you can do, but it's very much up in the air for AJ Styles right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, he's the one guy that doesn't seem to have a dance partner or even a, a, a fairly logical dance partner. But I, I like Corbin Styles. if you're going to keep the title on Styles, I'm just so convinced you're not keeping the title on Styles right. that I, I, I don't like it quite as much without the championship. Um, and then we're all – are we all jumping on board Aaron's assumption now at this point that we're getting the Miz chain for WrestleMania? It's the most logical uh, thing. Sense. Yeah. I mean, it's not – again, it's not thrilling, but – it gets Shane on the card. You right. know they know. You know they want Shane on the yeah, card. Absolutely, and it's fine. And it feels it's and big. It puts Miz in a huge right. Yes, it's it, big it puts, enough that it's 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 fine for the Miz. Yeah, you're, you're not complaining that Miz is getting shafted. Right. Overly. Correct. Yes. I'm I'm good with that as well. All right. I think we're good then. I think we're good. Uh, let me get. Let, let's have you do your plugs now so that we don't forget about it at the end of the show. Uh, you want to tell everybody about first of all where you are on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at aj francis410. And then tell everybody about the Francis Sports Academy. Yeah, once again, uh, my dad won last night. They are now 10-0. and 0. Wow. They got a showdown with Glen Burnie High School on Friday, um, which would be they are well, they are both actually 10-0. and 0, So it's going to be a huge game on Friday. Uh, if 
you can go to see Old Mill, Merce Glenn Bernie, check that out. But uh, my dad is also still doing the skill session. So uh, if you want to learn from, you know, one of the winningest coaches in Maryland, as well as coach that's coached a lot of uh, professional basketball players, uh, you can find us at FrancisSportsAcademy.com or Francis underscore sports on Twitter and Instagram. And as soon as my house is done being put together, sometime next week, it'll be done, um, like for real done with all my furniture and everything. I'm going to be going out and um, getting ready to set this up in Florida. So if you're listening in the Sunshine State, uh, you can know that, guess what, I'm coming to a school near you. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right, sir, uh, appreciate it. Uh, get your life in order, and uh, we'll get a full show out of you next week, all right? Yeah, for sure. Very good. Uh, when we come back in, Aaron and I are going to talk to Shane Strickland, Kill Shot from uh, Lucha Underground. Looking forward to doing that next. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. How well do you pick weekly NFL games? Pick Factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country. Join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free. Pick Factor is easy to download from the Google Play Store or the App Store. When you open the Pick Factor app for the first time, a full tutorial shows you what to do. Play against the press box staff. When you download Pick Factor, click Join a League and enter League Name. PBS for Pressbox Sports. Once you enter PBS, you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the Pressbox staff. This week, anyone who beats the Pressbox staff will automatically be qualified to win a $25 Royal Farms gift card. One winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff. You need to be 18 or older to enter and live in Maryland. No purchase is necessary. We will notify the winner through email in the Pick Factor app. If nobody beats our entire staff, the person in our league with the highest score will win the $25 gift card. To get the most points, fill out your picks by Thursday. It's you against the Press Box Pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store. Hey, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls, this is Jake the Snake Smith from Baltimore Professional Boxing. We have a great event coming up January 13th. It's Friday the 13th, a scary night at the fights at Michaels 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland, featuring Jesse the Beast Nicklo, a knockout artist right here from Baltimore. You don't want to miss it. Please go to BaltimoreBoxing.com for tickets and any other kind of information. Baltimore Professional Boxing Friday, January 13th at Michaels 8th Avenue. To benefit the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. For information, BaltimoreBoxing.com. Professional Boxing returns to Baltimore. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday along with Adam Gladstone will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone, real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Back in here for segment number two, jobbing out. Uh, AJ, no longer with us, may he rest in peace. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Don't, don't, don't you mean rest in peace? Oh, right. That's not bad. Not bad. 
Joining us now, this man, you, uh, you've certainly seen him at uh, MCW over the years, CZW over the years. You now know him as Killshot on Lucha Underground. He is the king of swerve. Shane Strickland joins us here on Jobbing Out. Shane, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Oh, no problem, man. This is my rest day. So, 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 so take off tomorrow. you're saying we have to take it easy on you, is what we're, you know, like we, we can't <laughs> make it. All right, fair enough. We'll Just do that. <laughs> Hey, Shane's got a, a great event coming up this weekend. We have a ton of listeners out in uh, Washington from when AJ was playing with the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and our boy Steve Miggs is actually going to be doing the ring announcing for Defy Wrestling this weekend. Um, Shane, tell me about, I'm sure you've, have you gone out to do Defy before? Have you been out that way? This has been actually the premier event. I was out there uh, last month, uh, actually in November, I was out there just to do some media um, stuff for the for to promote the event. Met out with Steve and everything. Went to the radio radio station. That's cool. And I did some media work and uh, actually ran a seminar too and trained some of the um, some of the talent. Just a couple of the guys in, that are local in the Seattle area. So they made it a big fun eventful day. But um, this uh, tomorrow night will be the uh, premiere event of the Fire Wrestling. And uh, your match, just a, a small opponent, you know, the, this guy kind of coming up on the indie scene. He's only been on the indie scene for a few months Might now. Might have heard so of you, him. Uh, uh, Cody, you, you get to uh, face him. What, what's your thoughts going into that match? I'm really looking forward to it. I've actually um, met Cody for the first time when I was out in England um, in October. So we got to introduce ourselves to each other. So we're pretty familiar with one another already. And um, so that's on the personal note. But uh on the on the professional when you step in the ring, man, it's uh he knows what he knows what to expect with me. But, but uh, also, he does, I have a lot of tricks up my sleeve that he doesn't <laughs> know as well. But so. how great is this for for you? And I know like you've wrestled big matches before, but right now on this circuit, it seems like Cody is probably about as big of a match as there is. How how meaningful is it for you to be in a position like this? Um, honestly, having the match with them, like, I'm, I'm really appreciative of it, and I'm, I'm more, I'm more, um, of a, of a person that appreciates where the match is, the placement of it in the main event of the premier event of a, of a promotion yeah. in a town, in a city that doesn't really get this kind of, um, get these kind of matches, get these kind of events usually. So that's why I'm more, uh, I'm more... Um, honored and really appreciative of that fact, rather than just oh you're wrestling Cody Rhodes. I'm like oh that's great. Um, thank you. But right. like, I'm really happy about the whole event entirely, more than just the match. Itself. That's cool. That's cool. And what you know, you're from Washington. You're you're built from it. But um, as you said, this is the first event for these guys, and I, I don't think there's a ton of independent wrestling up there. Uh, overall, what what's it like the the kind of the northwest uh, the northwest wrestling scene? I'm, a, I'm actually very new to it as well, so I'm just finding this out for myself, like how it's actually, there's not much going on. There's not too much, like, because the, um, the East Coast has always been, like, the the lifeblood of the independent wrestling scene. Right. You know, like, the Philadelphias and the Jerseys, that's always been, like, where <laughs> indie wrestling has strived. Um, there have been talents that come out of the Northwest, such as, like, the Daniel Bryans, you had Jack Evans, um, Davey Richards. They came out of uh, the Washington State area, but they always branched out and went to the East Coast, every last one of them. 
you know. But now it's it's honestly good to see that all around the country, you're starting to find a big place to um, step your like real. Uh, you're, find, you're starting to find a good place everywhere in the country. Like no matter northwest, the south region, northeast, uh, like south southeast, southwest, it's all starting to like flourish a little bit, more. and it's starting to complete. Like it's starting to. Um, become more more healthy for the independent wrestling scene. Yeah, it's, and it's yeah. that's great. That's tremendous. Yeah, and with Southwest and like um and with Defy like really putting a stamp on the Northwest right now, it's going to grow and make it even more healthy and more and a lot bigger. So the whole country is going to understand what's going on with the talent in the wrestling world, in the independent wrestling world, I should say. It's Friday night, January 13th, 7.30 at Washington Hall in Seattle. DefyWrestling.com is the website for you to get your tickets. Uh, Shane Swerve Strickland taking on Cody Rhodes. Shane, when you um, find out, like when you see what's what's coming up on uh, a Lucha show, like when you get the rundown for, for where you guys are headed <laughs> – do you ever like sort of take a step back and say, "Oh, really? Like, what? That, that's what we're gonna do next?" Like, do you ever sort of shake your head at like the insane places that you guys go to tell stories on Lucha Underground? Um, some of the time, like actually, I would say seventy percent of the time, I have no idea oh, where wow. they're about to go with it. Wow! So like, it's a secret to a lot of the roster, so we don't even know until we see it air on air on TV. So it's like, oh wow, that's what they're doing. Right. Wow, we had no idea. Right. So um, we do see like little tips and tricks mm-hmm. walking around the temple just regularly, or when we go that go there to film. We're like, what's this big monument they're like putting together? You know, we like, so we we do see like little things, and sometimes um, some of the talent will like spoil some of the secrets and some of the stories that they're writing coming up. But honestly, we don't know until we see the actual it actually play out on tv so we're just as surprised as the fans are sometimes but a lot of times we're like wow we really can do anything yeah yeah but like when we do know or when i know what i'm about to do or the story that's about to compile with me and my character or who's coming in we we all get excited about the possibilities because our possibilities are endless in that temple we can literally create a whole universe and there's no limitations to it. Has there any been any time that someone's come up to you and, you know, proposed something to you and you just, you didn't even think that it could be done, whether it's the weapons of mass destruction match that you had or anything else that's uh, happened to you in the temple so far? Um, there have been like, um, <laughs> like, um, Oh, without trying to spoil anything, there have been like little, uh, like uh, ideas that have been thrown my way that could affect the entire franchise of the show or thrown another character's way that can like just change the, uh, alter the timeline of what's going on. There's been a lot of that. Um, whether once again, I'm not sure what they went with until I see it on TV, but whether they're not, they went with it or not, just the idea of po- the possibility of doing that kind of stuff is like, man, what are we doing here? What are we, man, what is like, like, and some of it's like so far fetched. Like, do you think the fans will like go with that? Do you think they'll go with it? Do you think like is it too much? But then you see like the Hardys on TNA, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Don't, don't like 
Nah, nah, we're fine. I think <laughs> right. there, at this point, it seems like there is no, like there's just, there's literally, as you said, like not a place you can go where we wouldn't be like, you know what, dude? Yeah. Hell, we'll go there with you. Why not? What, I mean, we're wrestling fans. We're suspending a belief is all we've ever done in our lives. We're willing to, right. to take that trip with you, I guess. Right. And I think the, the fans are like, they like to have fun with that. They like to just go as far as like, our story is willing to take it. And I think, like, fans miss that, honestly, with wrestling. They, like, um, everybody's so serious. They kind of want to, like, go into La La Land a little bit. They want that acid trip of a story. <laughs> you know, they want that. Or, like, it, or it's refreshing to see just, like, oh, okay, I, I get to, like, like, not think so hard about um, things and not try to be fantasy booker. Like, just let, let the show... That's a great point, man. That's such a great point because we talk about, like, it seems like 70% of what we do as wrestling fans is fantasy booking. And what you're doing with Lucha, it's impossible. Just just sit back, get your popcorn out, enjoy the show, and don't pretend like you know where it might be headed to. Because you're wrong. Exactly. Because, um... I'm pretty sure that you don't do that when you go see the next Marvel movie. You just sit back and let the characters do magic tricks on the show. So, like, like it's fun to just sit back and let our magic tricks entertain you instead of trying to, like, guess how it's being done and, like, try to see the strings in the, in the voodoo and what we do, you know? When they first came to you, this is before anyone knew anything about Lucha Underground other than uh, Rodriguez was involved and AAA was involved. What did they pitch to you, and what was it that first really attracted to you about it? Because I've heard a number of different things from different people about why they decided to uh, join the company. Uh, my, I was a, uh, I, I was a uh, friend with Ricochet, and still, still to this day, am. So um, we were riding from a show to like from New York to Rhode Island, which is like six, seven hours, some five, five. I think it was like five hour drive, and uh, overnight. And um, by this time, it already. They, he already filmed like the first half of the season four, season one, so it didn't air yet on television. So he was telling me all about what like they've been filming, the, like the vignettes and the uh, everything, like just all the things that like he uh, all the things that were going on already. And he just loved it. It sounded great to me. So he got me in contact with Conan, and then I sent um, Conan some a match of mine from CZW against Mike Bailey. He loved it. He told me to send it to a producer. The producer liked it, got back to me after a couple weeks. And um, I'd say about a month or two later, um, they sent me an email saying, like, oh, so you're friends with Ricochet, huh? Oh, we've seen your match. We think you're really talented. Would you like a contract? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, like, that day, and it was like that day. That was like a – and honestly, that was like a really, like, a, a pivotal moment in my life slash career because that was like the weekend – I was supposed to do my military drill weekend and because I had no shows booked. So I just like, oh, I just do my military work weekend and that tried to take off. And um, I think it was like that Wednesday, somebody got hurt on the Evolve show and Gabe Sapolsky invited me down to Florida to wrestle Gargano and Nice. So I just dropped everything, went down there, wrestled Gargano and Nice. And um, I got the call later that day. Uh, that I was signed with Lucha, and they were sending me a contract. Over. That's a little so bit different like, than military drills. <laughs> but it was like a big huge sacrifice, you know. It was a it was a risky sacrifice too, like to just like throw away um, your military obligations 
to do that and still like, oh, hopefully this pans out. You know, there's still no guarantee when I was signed, there's still no guarantee I would pan out as a character or a talent on Lucha. Yeah. So there was a big risk doing that. So I took that risk because I, I yeah, like in wrestling, you have to bet on yourself because nobody else is going to bet on you. So I took that risk and then it panned out like a year later down the road. Let me, let me ask you about the military thing, Shane. Shane Strickland's with us uh, here on Jobbing Out. You know, it seems like when guys have those types of backgrounds and go into professional wrestling, it it's it becomes their character. Like that's who you are. Is it important for you? And obviously, you're not going to be doing something like that with lucha, right? Like that's just not the way that it's going to go. Although maybe I, that's a good point. Maybe who knows? You can do anything, is a right? Former military. Yeah, guy. I mean, but I, is it important for you to not have that be all that defines you as a professional wrestler? As a professional wrestler, no. It's, I don't think it's very important, but for the lucha, for for on lucha though, it was something that nobody else was doing, and um, it was something nobody else was tackling on the show, as far as a character wise, and it was like easier for me to adapt to that because it was something I knew. So the only difference was this: I wasn't in the, in the actual military. I was nothing like I was no sniper or ranger like that kill shot portrays. I was just, I was just um, signal support, which is like radios. So I just took what I knew and like expanded upon that. You know, it's still, so, by the way, far braver than any of the rest of us. Uh, you know, jabronis, right? Like, you're like, oh, I was basically just radios. Like, yeah, we'll we'll pass on. Like, we're not good enough to be doing the radios either, dog. Like that is plenty brave for uh, for handling I still, that. I started to learn how to shoot. Shooting um, M16s, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still had to do all that. Yeah, we ain't doing that. The rest of us aren't doing any of that type of stuff. You know, uh, the the storyline that you're in the midst of, I guess, in the midst of airing now. Obviously, you taped it, I guess, probably over a year ago at this point with the whole uh, AR or with AR Fox Dante Fox there. You know, how much did you enjoy kind of sinking your teeth into something like that? Oh, dude, it was it was like. It was honestly, it was so great because me and Fox have so much chemistry already coming from CZW together, and um, it's something our paths always like seem to cross and create and define each other's careers. Like when it came to like me coming up in the independence, he's the one that like it was him and Rich Swan were the two that like I had matches with that truly defined me and put put a had me put my place in Evolve, Dragon Gate, USA, and then CZW. So. And it's so funny, like, I established myself as a character on Lucha, then Fox comes into Lucha, and then I help him, he helps me, we redefine our careers once again. So it's just another thing coming full circle as, like, a, it, it was, it, and it was, like, refreshing to, like, it's always fun to, like, wrestle your friends. Yeah, it's oh, no doubt, no doubt, that's incredible, man. And you trust, you know. Shane, you know, in, in in storytelling, you talk about trust. Like when you guys are putting together some of these insane things that you're doing, how how difficult is that aspect? You know, especially when it's one thing when you're in you know you're in a company like WWE and you're touring the world together and you're spending all the time together, but you guys are all in different parts of the world, you know, doing whatever that you're doing weekend by weekend. How much more difficult is that when you get together for tapings to sort of build? that trust and get to that place where you can tell a story the way that you guys are trying to do. It's actually not as hard as you think. Is it risky? Yes. It's very risky more so than hard because 
of all those aspects. Like, out of all the things we do in the ring, there's like a thousand to one chance of things to go wrong. Yeah. But when you trust your other person, it's that that ratio goes down a little bit. So you have to put that trust in, or else you're going to get hurt, or you're going to hurt someone else. You know, um, like that. What me and Marty Moth had, we just had complete trust with each other. Like, um, we didn't have much chemistry because we just met at Lucha, but we came, you know, but um, the trust that we had with each other and we trusted each other's abilities and, like, we both put full faith into the, we put, we both put full faith into, like, pretty much the matches, the characters, the story arcs. We all, we put everything we could into it. We, like, um, we brainstormed on everything, what you're going to say, uh, the emotion, the, the, um, the freaking gestures we were going to make, everything. And we trusted our abilities and we trusted each other's um, commitment to the storyline. And it all came out great. So it's more trust, I would say, than it is just um, difficulty with um, with just getting chemistry back. You know, you guys just shifted into, you, you had the mid-season finale. You guys are going to be off for a few months now. Or the, the show's going to be off. Obviously, you guys aren't. Uh, what, what do you think of just the idea that Lucha Underground has is treating it as a show? It had these mid-season finales, the season finales that you don't see in uh, other wrestling. What, what's that aspect like for you? It's, it's pretty difficult, honestly. That, that That's something I would say is pretty difficult because you got to keep the fans uh, invested in the stories while you're off TV. You know? um, there's talks about us like doing certain um, events between them just to keep the the fans uh, get their their lucha fix while we're off TV, but um, we haven't heard anything yet about that. But I think it's a very difficult thing, and that's something we need to honestly truly get better at. I and like, I think we can. I, 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 I th- definitely think we can. I was going to say, is it, could this? Could there be? Could you do a lucha tour? You know, like could it's so dependent on the storylines and on this insane stuff that you guys are doing? Could it work? sort of touring as Lucha Underground? I believe it could. I believe it could. Um, it's the same thing that what the, what they do up in Stanford, Connecticut. They keep live tour dates going. That keeps the storyline going from an episodic television show. They keep things going. So it's, it's, there's ways to do it. We just got to figure out our way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, dude, I'd be stoked. I mean, you know. If it happens, oh, yeah. make sure it comes up to Baltimore. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are, we're there in a I'll heartbeat. Oh, there's nowhere we can't go. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, you gotta, I know, having, having been a guy and obviously CZW and you've done MCW, like, you've gotta be a guy who loves our neck of the woods. The crowds are always hot. You know, you always, it's just such a great wrestling community. How many good sort of positive feelings do you have when you think about Maryland, DC, Pennsylvania, this whole region? Oh, I love it. I, I love the DC area. Um, when it comes to wrestling, of course, because like they're, the, um, the amount of time they get to see guys like us and see our abilities is very is very limited because um, a lot of those those big promotions like that are based in different like the major cities and so I feel like DC gets looked over a lot as far as like really great buildings really great um, cities to come to but uh, I think like um, they just latch on to everything too they're very appreciative of whatever product comes their way 
and they give like they give it a chance. They don't try to like take over shows and stuff. They're just a really good crowd, I believe. So you're saying they're not we're not Chicago is essentially what you're saying. Uh, no. <laughs> not Philly. No. No, right, right. It's a little bit different than that. No, God no. <laughs> All right, he is Shane Strickland. Again, for those of you that are out in the Pacific Northwest, and we appreciate you guys, Defy Wrestling is Friday night at Washington Hall. Go to DefyWrestling.com to get your tickets, and you can see Shane uh, take on Cody Rhodes in the main event for the first ever Defy Wrestling. And uh, tell our boy Steve Miggs, tell him he's an asshole. Um, by the way, Steve Miggs uh, lost a bet with us. Uh, you know, when you see him, remind him that he looked good. He had to put on Alexa Bliss's makeup. Because he lost a bet with us one morning, and he looked really good. <laughs> so when you see him, Shane, give him some shit over that. All right. Um, or just give him more makeup. <laughs> that, <laughs> all right, that's, that's awesome. That, that works too. That's also an option. Um, Shane, uh, let's make sure we get the plugs in for you. We know that you were on Twitter at Strickland Shane. What about like Instagram, pro wrestling tees, things like that? Where can people find you? Oh yeah, um, Instagram at Strickland Shane on Twitter at Strickland Shane as well. Um, pro wrestling tees, uh, go to my store. I'm, I'm adding, I've been adding in like tons of tons of more shirts and merchandise this year. Uh, the, the better half of like the second half of the year and this, the beginning of this year. So go on there. I'm adding something new pretty much every month. It's awesome. Um, I've always, uh, been slacking off on my merchandise game for the past couple of years, but this year I'm like hitting it hard. And, um, you can see me at WrestleMania. This year at, uh, not on WrestleMania, but WrestleCon, <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. So definitely when you, if anybody out there is going down to WrestleMania weekend to WrestleCon, uh, check out all the events. You never know where you're going to find me. You might see me on one show. You might see right. me on so many different <laughs> right. ones. Popping up everywhere. It's the best way to spend the weekend. Yeah. That's awesome. That kind of <laughs> hey, Shane, we really appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for taking the time for us and uh, we'd love to do this again down the road. All right. No problem. I'm easy to find. Good stuff. Good stuff. Appreciate that. Our first opportunity to chat with uh, Shane Strickland. Kill shot, of course, on Lucha Underground. He's a guy who I, I've just been waiting for him to come back to MCW so we could have a reason to get him on because, I, you know, that's where I first saw him was right. you know, coming down to his Jackson 5 music yep. at yep. Uh, MCW. He hasn't been around here in a while probably because he's so busy with Lucha and everything else out west. But uh, if, if you've never seen him for whatever reason, whether it's you've not seen him on Lucha, you've not seen him in MCW, Go find him because he's one of the more compelling high flying wrestlers uh, out there right now. No, he's a super talent and very, very acrobatic. Um, you know, he's a guy that's he's on the up. He is certainly on the up right now. Good stuff. All right, uh, we come back in. A lot more to talk about. Um, some some reports about the Hall of Fame that we want to get into. Big return some, in NXT. Yeah, right. Pretty significant. We. Um, we hate him, but we'll deal with that when we get back in. Uh, all that to talk about as we roll on. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster still with you on Jobbing Out. Hey, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls. This is Jake the Snake Smith from Baltimore Professional Boxing. We have a great event coming up January 13th. That's Friday the 13th, a scary night at the fights at Michaels 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland, featuring Jesse the Beast Nicklo, a knockout artist right here from Baltimore. You don't want to miss it. Please go to BaltimoreBoxing.com for tickets and any other kind of information. Baltimore Professional Boxing Friday, January 13th at Michael's 8th Avenue. To benefit the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. For information, BaltimoreBoxing.com. Professional Boxing returns to Baltimore. 
Hi there, KZ here with Sarita, the NFL chick. Every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon, you can hear us right here on PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Football Show. Show. Sarita tries to keep me in check. I get a little uh, shady every once in a while. No, I just try to keep KZ in realistic world instead of you either stink or you're great. It's all about fantasy. It doesn't matter what's real. It just doesn't. Yes, because wins and losses don't matter, KZ. They don't. They don't. Garbage time is winning time. (laughs) That's all that matters. Anyway, you can listen to us, as I said, 10 a.m. to noon right here, pressboxonline.com slash radio or slash fantasy, whichever you're in the mood for. NFL, college football, 10 sometimes baseball. 10 a.m. to noon every Sunday. The Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, pressboxonline.com slash radio. How well do you pick weekly NFL games? Pick Factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country. Join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free. Pick Factor is easy to download from the Google Play Store or the App Store. When you open the Pick Factor app for the first time, a full tutorial shows you what to do. Play against the Pressbox staff. When you download Pick Factor, click Join a League and enter league name PBS for Pressbox Sports. Once you enter PBS, you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the PressBox staff. This week, anyone who beats the PressBox staff will automatically be qualified to win a $25 Royal Farms gift card. One winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff. You need to be 18 or older to enter and live in Maryland. No purchase is necessary. We will notify the winner through email in the Pick Factor app. If nobody beats our entire staff, the person in our league with the highest score will win the $25 gift card. To get the most points, fill out your your picks by Thursday. It's you against the press box pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store. Chris is awesome. Well, I mean, he's sort of awesome when he comes out wearing Duke trunks. He's not. Terrible. Just terrible. Segment number three, it is jabbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone. And, yes, we have a uh, we have a return uh, this week. And I don't know when we're going to see it. I don't know where we go from here, but... WWE made a big deal about it on Twitter, we so know. we feel comfortable enough about it to talk about it. Correct. That one Cassius Ono, or Chris Hero, is back. He And we know this was coming. I mean, this was... We had found this out a few weeks ago. Didn't and, expect it to be this quickly, though. I don't... I mean, it, I don't know what the timeline I expected it to be. I, I, yeah, it's I, fair I, to say... I, it, I thought he might show up in San Antonio. That would be the first okay. time I expected him okay. to show up. And that... that I mean, I guess it's possible that could still be the first time. Based on what he did, I don't think uh, that's so. That's true, because he came out. He came out and he touched the belt as Nakamura right. was holding it. Right. Which seems to be sort of setting up either. I mean, I guess that could set up either way. It doesn't have to be Nakamura. It could be, it could be the, the belt. The belt, right. But... So if Bobby Roode becomes the champion. Or it could be a triple threat. Or what, you know. Well, that wouldn't <laughs> suck. That wouldn't suck. I mean, either way, looks like we're getting Chris Hero in a big match in Orlando. Right. It does appear that way. And look, there's a few things. Or Cassius Ono, I should Yeah, Cassius say. Ono, correct. Not Chris Hero. Cassius Ono isn't a Duke fan, right? So we're good. We're good on all that. I don't know if Cassius Ono is a Duke fan or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, Luckily, he won't wear a Duke jersey, probably, That's, though. That is, uh, that is good news. Look, um, Chris Hero's great. 
Cashitono's great. Um, you know why it didn't work out the first time? I, 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 think I don't the, know. I think the big question is why didn't it work out? That's going to work out. You know the the room the talk is that. You know, he wouldn't get himself, there's his body in shape. You know, he was in, in right. physical well, shape, but his body doesn't look great. His body looks worse now. Uh, correct. He's not, he doesn't look like Kevin Owens, but. Got a pretty big gut. He's got a gut, there's no doubt. Well, I mean, Kevin Owens is a massive gut. Yes, well, yes. He doesn't have a massive gut. He's got a gut. He's got, he's not in peak physical shape. Correct. If that's singularly the reason why it didn't work out the first time, I'm surprised that he's back, right? right? Like, I don't, I don't, there's got, to me, there's got to be something else. But Chris Hero, as a wrestler goes, is great. Is, you can make a reasonable case that he's the best in the world, or at least has yeah, had the I best mean, run in the world. He's, yes. he's been really good. There's he's, no, he's had some great matches lately. Yep, there's no doubt about that. So, so high fives all around, and it comes at a time where they need somebody. And I guess this is the tricky part if you're Chris Hero. How old is Chris Hero? Like, 34? I, mean, I honestly don't know. It's really funny. I haven't really thought about it. Maybe he's younger than I... He's 37. He's 37. Yeah, he's not the young knockout kid anymore. Well, I knew that, but I, I thought he was more in his mid or you know mid-30s. Yeah, no. He's he's up there. So the, I mean, the tricky part is that NXT really needs... If if they're about to elevate Nakamura and Joe in the coming months... It's a big if. Right? Which isn't a fair if. The way that um, Austin Aries is talking on 205 Live and on Raw is as if he's, when he's back, he's main event, yep. or he's main roster, he's not going back to NXT. Now, that's just the way he's talking. They could change that, right? Like the, But why, invo- why inject him into 205 Live right. if you didn't have a vision for him being a part of that moving forward? They need top talent right yes. now in NXT. The problem is... Is a 37-year-old that you're bringing back in somebody that you envision being top talent in NXT for the better part of the next two years? Or do you bring a guy like that in feeling the need to sort of fast-track him to the main event or the main roster because, like AJ Styles, he's about to be 40? I mean, it's it's definitely, at the very least, it's a band. You know, I say it very simply as this, you know. When they announced that NXT was doing that run that they did last year with the, the Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York mm-hmm. run, we said, now nah, we're not going. You know, it was fun, but not totally worth it. I tell you, Chris Hero might be involved, and all of a sudden, we're yeah. both like, oh, well. well and, and by the way, I wasn't, I was never, I, again, we, we were never we've a, well documented. You hate uh, yes, NXT. I hate NXT. You're a horrible yes. human being. You of think course. NXT is over. That's right. The rest of us still actually like NXT and think it's a good wrestling product, and we're all in. And so, you... have you bought tickets to Philadelphia yet? No, but in fairness, I didn't buy tickets to Philadelphia the last time. Well, that's because I always end up correct the tickets, <laughs> correct. And then I get in the car and it's like, oh, what do I owe you? Right, that's the way yes. that it goes. Um, so I, I'm the wrong person to ask. If if we did the same thing, if you said, by the way, I bought four tickets to NXT, I've got yours. And as long as I didn't have a game to call that night, like unfortunately the last. Are you time, more interested now that Chris Hero is well, involved? Yeah, I'm sure I'm more interested. I'm not. If you're trying to use this as a way of saying that Chris Hero is good, sure. I'm just saying that. Chris I think Hero that is... you regularly are looking for any excuse to knock NXT. I'm not knocking NXT. I'm saying Chris Hero on a car. Or a NXT without Chris Hero is not as interesting as an NXT with Chris Hero. Okay, I mean... When we're talking a, about the draws of NXT, Chris Hero immediately becomes that one be of a, those draws. That can, be from an, uh, that, it can be from a 7 to an 8, or it can be that's from fine, a... That's fine, but it, it's, one, it's, it's another reason to come out to NXT, and that's all I'm saying is that NXT needed another draw. They have right. another draw here. Well, they got another draw. You're right about that. <laughs> and, I'm, I, and they... Look, I'm again, 
part of the problem being what we're envisioning is the next group of NXT talent to go up. Like right now, I'm good with NXT. NXT, to me, didn't need one more guy today. They need this guy in three to four months. Well, it, it, it gives them a cushion if someone does come up, let's say, at the Rumble. Right. Let's say if we have right. a Joe or a Nakamura show up at the Rumble, then you immediately need a guy in there. Correct. He fills that. And that, and that yes. absolutely is something that Chris Hero does. Or, sorry, we got to get this. Cassius Ono. Ono. Assuming it, like, it could just be he shows up as Cassius Ono because they, they had to acknowledge the fact that he was a regular NXT wrestler. And eventually, as part of this build, he says, you know, I'm Chris Hero. Because they've already done the KO gimmick with Kevin Owens, so, which was one of the big reasons to do Cash Ozono. That's so, true. They did do that. It would not shock me if sometime between when he debuts and when he wrestles at TakeOver Orlando, presumably he will, right. that he does a promo where, you know, I'm Chris Hero, I'm not Cash Ozono type thing. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. Right. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, you it's can just, go either way. It's just weird because WWE is so... Like, they're so insanely, uh, egotistical is not the right word. I don't know what the right word is. They, they're territorial when it comes to names and it's, it's, it would almost stun me if they didn't feel like if you're going to be here, you have to be Cassius Ono. That's just sort of the way that it works. I don't know, but whatever, whatever. He's Cassius Ono today. And, and and that's the thing. People complain about, I always thought Cassius Ono was a pretty decent name. Yeah, I have no problem with Cash. I, I thought, that was, yeah, I thought it know. worked. I thought it worked, so I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the, it's it, there's a, the bigger question being what does the landscape look like for the next few months? Who's going? When are they going? Are are, are we talking about another draft situation in the summer where they want to pull up four or five um, talents? Ty Dillinger appears to be somebody that they're skipping kind of past the title picture and right into the main event, which right. is which is fine. They've done that with other guys before. Tyler Breeze, yeah. Um, Somebody would argue that it didn't work with Tyler Breeze. Well, but you know. that, that had nothing to do with whether or not he won the NXT title first or not. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I wonder if there's some argument for there's value to being the top guy on a show for a little while. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's nothing wrong. What Mojo's doing right now, there's nothing wrong with that. Unfortunately, you know, his tag team partner's hurt, so, so he's sort of... Is he talking smack? No. It's interesting. He he came out and he basically said, you know, not in a, not in a heel way in any right. sort of way, but a, you know, you got to know me as Zach's partner. I was the guy who always was trying to get a rise out of Zach. Like, it was actually, it was a fantastic promo. You should yeah. go back and watch it. But he basically said, this is going to be a new... I'm still going to be hyped, but this is going to be okay, a new well, serious I'm, me. I'm, I think that's dope, but we were, you know, how long in? We're nine months in. We haven't seen Mojo do much since he arrived. Now, that's no different than NXT, and there's, you can play a character without having to be a top guy, right? right? And be very serviceable. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm over, maybe I'm overthinking this a little bit, and so I'll, I'll ease back just a bit, but. There's, there might, there could be something to be said for there being value in there could. being the guy. But as you're bringing in guys like Rude and right. Hero and everybody else, guys like Ty Dillinger slip through the cracks, and it's better to just, if you're thinking about, okay, how are we going to get him up to the main roster, just put him on the main roster. Don't try to force him into a feud that he doesn't need to be in on yeah, NXT. I'm, I'm probably to, fine with that. Just to push him up there. So if, let's just live in a world where Joe and... And Nakamura are both gone 
from NXT in the next... By by the day after Mania type situation? You know, or if you even want to extend it out, that one of them sticks around until the draft, right? Okay. Like, even if you want to extend it out that far. Okay. Are we living in a world where we believe that Bobby Roode and Chris Hero are the top, They're the top for the rest two- of the year? I would bet that they bring in some other people. By okay. I, I, the, the question is, you know, like I, I can think of some names that they could be, you know, Kyle O'Reilly's uh-huh. out there. Yeah. He's almost certainly going to end up. I don't know if they would immediately push him uh, as a top guy. You know, I've always said that if, if we're talking about the end of the year, I think that Matt Riddle is going to have a major presence on NXT okay. by the end. Maybe okay. not a title match, but he could be this year's Bobby Roode, kind of who shows up in the summer and the, the fall if he really gets it, because, you know, we know from day one WWE's been interested in him. They just wanted him to get a little bit more under his belt and not come right off out. Or off maybe, of like, take five minutes and not smoke Sm- weed. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I think that Matt Riddle ends up there, and I think he becomes a major player very quickly. And, and you know, there are a number of guys. Uh, Adam Cole's contract runs okay. out in All May. Right. Like, all right, yeah, that would be a pretty logical choice. Yeah, right. no, no, all those things would be good. All right, well, yeah, I mean, I could see all that. I could see all that. I think the the the, the Chris Hero Cassiusono question is how long? Like, do you feel because of his age that you have to bump him up quicker than you would otherwise? And that, that's just the philosophical ones we've been having pretty much since day one with NAC. You know, uh, the interview Triple H with ESPN. He said something about Nakamura, which kind of raised a lot of eyebrows, which is pretty much. Yeah, we understand he's getting up there in age, but you know what? What's the difference between watching him on NXT and watching him on the main roster? Whether or not you agree with what yeah, Triple H I, said, and, that's, and, and some of it might just be kind of you know, lip service or whatever. I think some of it is. I, I think I some think of it so, almost has to be. Some of it definitely has to be, but there's definitely somebody in the company who kind of thinks, oh, well, you know, they get to watch them, so putting him on NXT, if we can elevate NXT to the level of but Raw. But in fairness, them, Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be around for a year. I mean, that, that's that's relevant. By the time we get to where we assume Nakamura is being called up, he'll have been around for basically a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's sort of the question that I'm asking, is a year is a real run. Yes. If Chris Hero, Cassius Ono again, spends a year with NXT, that's significant. Right. That that to me isn't a quick, quick push. push. Yeah. Not, not a Kevin Owens style. Right. Over. That's a yes. real run through NXT. That's a yes. real you went and did work for us for a long time. So Nakamura, if he comes up now, that to me isn't a quick push. That's a you did a, a real NXT right. run. So if, all if, of if the you're events. Say, if you're saying a nine month to a year, yes, I would I would bet that Chris Hero is not on the main roster before next year's run. Okay. All right. There you go. That's and I, that that to me is a logical way to handle these guys is to give them a year of if you if you come see NXT this summer, you're going to get Chris Hero. You're going to get. A, a top guy yep. that you can come see the way that this past summer was come see NXT so you can see Shinsuke Nakamura. This is your chance to see Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle in places that you're going to look back and say, holy shit, I got to see Shinsuke Nakamura perform, you know, where like this podunk arena in Bel Air where you right. saw him over the summer. That was the concept. So I think that can continue moving forward. Um, what else do we need to talk about here? We need to talk about, oh, there's a report about the Hall of Fame, correct? Yeah, there's a couple uh, reports out there. Here we go, some uh, few names uh, out there. We talked last year or last week about uh, DDP going in. Right, so that was the first, that was the first sort of leak yeah, or the, report related to the WWE Hall of Fame. The second one, which seems to be fairly, people seem to be fairly confident on, is Rick Rude. Yep. Another no-brainer, like we don't have to run down Rick Rude's accolades here because he's one of the 
better, if if not one of the better wrestlers, which by the way he was also a very good wrestler. Certainly one of the better characters, better performers of that generation. Yes, He's tremendous. Yes, correct. Um, so and then there there's a list of other names. Apparently, not all of these guys are necessarily being contacted right now, but names that have been floated around okay. for this one, like within the company, like okay. not just. Um, that includes Christian, a guy who would be very logical. I mean, I, you know, they've they've severed ties with him as a performer. So what are you waiting for? Right. Like, there's there's no debate about whether or not Christian is a Hall of Famer. If you're done with him as a performer, and they appear to be done with him yes. as a performer, and he doesn't appear to be in a rush to go perform anywhere else. Like, he appears to be satisfied with the roles that he gets, you know, being around WWE. So, yes, a thousand percent. And then if you do that now, it gives you the chance to then maybe three or four years down the road put Edge and Christian in the Hall of Fame again yeah. together, which gives you another... Or you induct the TLC match if you don't want to just do the one tag team. I, 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 just, I, I don't, don't like inducting matches. I, I don't not, like that idea. Neither do I personally, but I, I could see maybe the concept of it. Or, you know, like somehow just that trilogy. Because I, I don't like the idea of, we're going to get this guy, we're going to get this guy, but we're also going to get the both. Why not? I don't know. Something about just feels... It, it's, it's, it's a small thing. It's Admittedly, it's just something that, for me, feels a little bit off. You know, I they have know tag why. team championships. Right? I understand this. That are, that are both guys. I understand Like, both this. of them were champions. Yes, I, I understand this. So, they're... they're in, you know, they're inducting Edge and Christian as a tag team. Yes. Would you say that among tag teams... I mean, I guess they I, were the greatest. I mean, I guess then the question becomes: Is Christian a deserving singles? Yeah. Yes, correct. He is. I I, it, I, I wouldn't disagree with he you. Is. There's no debate there. How, what would your argument be that he's not? I Compare mean, singles performers that are in to Christian singles accomplishments. But we're, we're not going. We can't. We can't compare accomplishments because Coco Beware is in. I, so we can't. We literally. I we understand. Cannot, we can't. We literally. Cannot. Which is why <laughs> your argument is moot. Like, my, my argument is not moot. It just it feels weird. I don't know. I don't know. It just you're, feels weird. You're to dumb. Me. You're That's dumb. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. You, you, I, I have got nothing to back it. it up with. That's fine. You're just saying. That's fine. That's fine. How many? How many inductions? times you go to the hospital? And you're how like, dude, there's in, something wrong with me. How many inductions is Triple H going to have? I just out of curiosity, if, if we're if we're going to go down this road. Well, who all would you induct? Well, you have Triple H. Uh-huh. You have DX. Mm-hmm. You have Evolution. You have Evolution. Triple, be the first one I'd say. I don't know that you, you have, have Triple H and Shawn Michaels as a tag team. But but really? What? They were a big tag. They were DX for like three years. At the end? Yeah, at the end. But they didn't do anything. They did everything. They Name were what all they over... did. Name what their accomplishments were. They, well, they won the tag team titles. Once? Yeah, I think so. They both competed for the, uh, that was at singles, but they competed as a, t- you know, they came out okay. together. You're, if you're really trying to compare Triple H and Shawn Michaels to Edge and Christian, I mean, I guess, I guess you're nuts. My, my, my question Edge is, and Christian well, go okay, in as a tag team, because okay, Edge and Christian fine. were one of the greatest tag teams ever. Do Matt and Jeff go in as singles people? I I think that both would have singles accomplishments that would be worthy of consideration for singles. I don't know that it's as imperative that they go in as singles. Um, I I think that they can go in as a tag team, and you can consider the merits of them as singles performers. I don't know if it's the end of the world. If I, I don't think again, I'm not, I am kind of just saying this feels weird to me, but it's not like if they if they end up great, I want to see. Okay, it more but I guess the point being they've already set the precedent for it. They've already had two-time Hall of Famers, so there's right. a precedent that exists that if your faction or your tag team is worthy so that of going was just, in... So far, it's just been faction. It's been the, the, the two-time Hall of Famer. So far, it's one, right? It's Ric Flair but, but and the But who horse right thing. now is missing that has an accomplishment? Like, who as a tag team... Well, that's the, I, I wonder if they might avoid putting in tag teams. When, when it's, when it's, but they put tag teams in. But they, they but put they, plenty of tag teams in. But they in. put tag teams in, but no tag teams who wear the singles guy would go in on their own. 
they've pretty... Okay, but there's only a few of those that exist. I understand that. Dude, you're, you're so just the grasping at straws right I'm now. I'm not grasping at straws. Edge and wondering... Christian are a Hall of Fame tag team. So are the and Mega Powers. In... You can make that argument. I, like, you can make I, like, the I, argument I, I don't powers. expect, you know, I don't expect the Mega Powers to But the, again, you're not really comparing the Mega Powers to Edge and Christian. If you want to say the Mega Powers, if the Bushwhackers are in, then the Mega Powers should be in, I hear your argument. It's not Edge and Christian. I guess, I guess here's the thing. You know, as long as, here's... If you're going to have... No, no, here's, here's the thing. Yes, when, when they get the physical Hall of Fame, no, yes, you have to have them in the tag team wing or whatever. Right now, when it's just, the, the whole thing is about, hey, we're going to, you know, parade you up here, we're going to have a fun little ceremony... Once you go up, I feel like, okay, so you're going to have this same, you know, kind of do the same thing over again. You know what? I don't even know if you can have to, the Mega Powers. I'm going to change my mind. They were never tag team champions. But they were the most important tag team in wrestling for to, uh, for, for their run. They were the I most important tag a, team in wrestling for I their run. I think this run. is a key difference. I absolutely think that, uh, you know, that this is all kayfabe since all Yeah, this so, is so ridiculous. Right? Like, I get that. <laughs> but I do think it's a key difference to say... If you're going to induct tag teams and Edge and Christian aren't a tag team in the Hall of Fame, that's insanity. But, you know, like if, if – the thing is so much of the Edge, so much of Christian – you know, so much of both of their video packages, so much of what they were inducted on, so much of what they talked about when they get inducted were about the tag team. Like it's not like we are inducting Edge as a singles wrestler. Christian. We're, we're, comp- we're inducting them at least as of now until they put up a legitimate – you know, tag team wing oh, of the you're, you're physical so, Hall of Fame. It just—it's not. So, this it, is you. It, it wouldn't bother me. This is you me. being a weirdo. It's this is you weird... just being a weirdo. Okay. All right. Edge and Christian go in as a tag team, and it's great because it means you can bring them back in five years <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not to do one that. more thing with them. Right. I don't understand why this is a problem. Like, it's—it's it's good for business. It's good for the fans. It's good for everybody, and the whole thing's kind of a joke anyway. Right, so, so what the why hell? Why, yeah. why are you trying to limit how many Hall of Famers there are? Put in everybody. Who the Put in cares? everybody. Okay, let's get to the rest of the Jesus. everybody floating around. Uh, William Regal, awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that he's, uh, when you consider, a res- you know, A respected enough two-decade performer. Right. Like, he's right. so respected. Would his WWE decade. accomplishments alone make him a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, you know. maybe not. Again, he was in the in the company for a while. Basically, anyone, if you're in the company for over a decade, you go in. Yeah, I have no, again, <laughs> yes. I have no problem with that. Right. Um, IRS, okay, yep, no problem with it. You have Bray and Bo induct him, good. You got a problem with that? No, I don't. I, I, you don't have a problem with anybody, so. I, again, that's the, that's sort of like, the, it'd, be, it'd be really hard-pressed to tell me. I I guess the only thing that I concern myself about with the Hall of Fame class is, and I'm I'm not, we're going to Orlando and I'm telling you I'm not going to the Hall I've never been to the Hall of Fame, I don't again, need to un- go to the Hall un- of Fame. Unless they announce Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that, unless that would be the something... one. But no, right now I'm planning on going to Shakara that Friday night. Right. There's something else. I might just go hang out. And I don't know what AJ's planning on doing, but right. like I'm gonna do. Shakara sounds fine. Anything sounds fine. Um, what would it take to get me to go? Yeah, it would take. It would take something along those lines I, I that think would drive me to barring go. Daniel Bryan or Owen Hart. And even Owen, I don't know would uh, yeah, get me to I go. I don't know if it would get me to go either. Honestly, da- I don't Daniel know Bryan. Might Daniel be Bryan would be. He's one of my, and even favorite. then, I don't, I don't know if I would. Kurt Angle would get me to go. Well, Kurt, yes, Kurt Angle would get me there. Um, and then, uh, speaking of tag teams going in, the natural disasters. Uh, 
have been floated as That's a name. fine. I mean, again, yeah. this doesn't. You're right. But fine. Why, yes. I mean, what the hell? Why not? Yeah. The, again, Bushwhackers right. are in. Why not? There's a few things missing um, from this list. Obviously, there's no female uh, yes. on this list. And, no and celebrity. No celebrity. Uh, you know, the, the celebrity is their concern, and I get it. Um, the female really is like there's there's too many female performers right now that need to go into the Hall of Fame. Right. Um, that I think you can, I don't think you can afford to have a year without a female performer going into the Hall of Fame. So, you know, whoever that is, there's a, there's a laundry list of names that I could throw out. You mentioned when we were talking about it before the show that Cindy Lauper could sort of handle both. I think that there needs to be a female performer. I'd like there to be a female performer, but if they were just, for whatever reason, they felt that. And again, you can argue the merits of some of the female performers that, that aren't in right now. Like, for example, um, uh, they put Sable in. Sable has not been in. Yeah. Like, like, actually, most of the great valets have, you know, like, Miss Elizabeth is not in. And obviously there are mitigating circumstances Correct. to that one. But Sable could go in, you know, if you want to go, uh, you know, find Bull Nakano, she could go oh, in. Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely, Bull Nakano could go in. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, and, and then, and even some of the performers in the post ivory, yeah, you know, the ivory Victoria, Victoria you know, absolutely should, you know, like, like deserves the, to go in. There's, I, there's, no, there's a whole litany of performers from that era, um, that can go in. So I think it's important to have a female performer, uh, go in as well. Look, it, it, that as of right now reads as though there's not one name that you say that's the headliner of the class. Like Christian and DDP are the sort of stars of that group. But there's no super that that could change. They yeah, could I was going choose. to say, I, and and you know it'll probably depend on Hall of Fame ticket sales. Like they they might kind of float these. Yeah, names if they're and, if they're and, fine. And if, it, if it goes like last last year, it sold out instantly. Right. So and they if, didn't need to. And throw if they're anything. fine, they might just say, "Yeah, oh, we don't feel the need to do it right now," um, or they know they're going to put Daniel Bryan in the Hall of Fame, and they just don't feel like they need to announce it right now right. because what's the point of that? I, you know, there's any number of things they could do. Um, but as of right now, it's not it's not getting me there, despite the fact that we're going to be in Orlando. But I reserve it, the right to change my mind. Right, and it's 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 just one of those events to me that it's not any worse on the network than it is in person. Okay, yeah, yeah, I dig that. I yeah. dig that. Although, in fairness, honestly, I don't often watch the network either. I too long. For I, me. I will it's watch. Just, I will watch specific. Uh, speakers. Yeah, if you can if you can catch jump in if like you see something on Twitter. Yeah. But where, but that's and you know what you said. I'd, I'd much rather be watching wrestling. Like I, yeah. I'm there to watch. Re- yeah. I'm, I'm there that weekend. I want to see as much wrestling as I can. And last year, during I saw some of the best wrestling of the weekend at the same time of the Hall of Fame and the WWN Super Show. Right. You know, I saw right. Matt Real for the first time. I saw that ridiculous six man tag match. And I saw Terry Funk, Sabu, and Mick Foley all together. Doesn't suck. Yeah, doesn't suck. Uh, anything else this week that we need to make sure we touch on before we wrap up? What have we What have we left out? Uh, if you want to briefly touch on the UK, they, we kind of talked, mentioned it before that UK tournament. I don't know they, anything they, about any of the perform. I, like, I have no opinion about it. Yeah, I know nothing I mean, about. I, I, I saw the the brackets were just released. I know a few of the guys. I okay. Know, um, I, I think the final four. I'd be stunned if it wasn't. Uh, and these are probably the names you really. Uh, Trent Seven, Tyler right. Bate, Mark Andrews, which was a late addition. He's all he's been on TNA a lot, and now he's uh, and Pete Dunn. I think those are the Slam dunk final four. Um, the guys who I think you really should watch as far as who can come over. Uh, Trent Seven is great. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews could fit in the cruiserweight. Like it, it's so hard to say now. But well, I really it's it's this the tough part that I'm having with this is are they trying to accomplish a weekly TV show right. in the UK? Tyler uh, Tyler Bate. He's 19. Yeah. So that that'll kind of keep him away from WWE for a little while. He's great. 
He's really good, and he has the look that WWE would like. So I, I, this, to me, it's far more fascinating if WWE is attempting to do a WWE UK TV show yeah. with these guys on it, wrestling. You know, maybe not every week, but a TV show every week. Or if they want to interject these guys with programming in America and with the three shows that exist here, or the four shows you include, Two Hundred Five Live. I, that part I'm fascinated by, and we touched on that earlier in the show. What What are you doing with that? Because you're going to have a new champion. The champion has to exist somewhere. The championship has to be defended somewhere, like right. at some point. Like where, how, why, what? I, I'm I'm I am admitting that I'm once again, as much as I love more, give me more and more, you know, uh, programming on the network. I'm admittedly falling behind. Right. I, I mean, like this week we taped on Thursday. I haven't watched 205 Live or NXT that yet this week. I'll probably get the both of them because we got a downtime with no pay-per-view, which is nice because I haven't fallen so far behind right. that it takes me six days to catch up. But it's taking me a while to catch up. And that fatigue thing that we talk about sometimes where you're being – you're just getting, being given too much content, which seems like there can't be too much content, but there's a danger. There is a, there is a line where you only have so many hours in a week and for – for a fan, for a seven right now, we're, we're sort of dancing up to that line. So what do they do with these guys after this weekend? Yet to be determined. Yeah, well, that, determined. That's, that's definitely going to be the more interesting thing. And if this goes well, right? does this mean are we going to get a WWE Japan, Japan tournament? Right, are we correct. going to get a WWE wherever else, you know? Whatever it is, I would encourage go slowly. Be careful. Don't oversaturate. Yeah. Don't Again, I, there's a lot that we like right now. We like 205 Live. I just can't. It, it just it's a lot. Have, have a have a have a very careful plan. Yeah, and yeah. I get there's a there are more people that aren't like me that like professional wrestling and aren't as into sports as I am. Right. You know, and what that, I mean? that's like, the big thing for us is you know, like if on, it's if it comes down to it, if there's a big basketball game, we're watching that over NXT. Correct. I mean, that's the that's the reality. Now, yes. I'm going to get the NXT when I can get the NXT, and the afternoons are great for me. I can watch it while I'm at work on on Friday afternoon. I can put NXT on in the background and and watch it then. Yeah, there maybe there are enough wrestling fans that are just wrestling fans that you can you can do more of this and not worry about the guys like you and I that are skipping one of the shows a week or not watching you know whatever it is right because there are enough guys that that's all they care about there might be there might and be. and quite frankly it might not matter if they're watching it or not when it comes to WWE from the business side right. like, they want your subscription what you watch after that it yeah. matters especially if they're thinking about ever well can you justify the money that's spent if if you're gonna get the subscription without doing WWE Japan tournament, right? Yeah. Like, doesn't then why are you doing the WWE Japan right. tournament? Right. Exactly. I mean, the the idea I assume is we need more subscribers in the UK, so right. we're gonna throw right. on the UK Correct. tournament and all that Correct. stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm for it. Yeah. I'm, it, it, I'm it'll for be, it. it'll be it. interesting. It's just you know, again, anytime WWE does something a little bit different, it's notable. And the fact that you know they're snapping up these guys, not snapping up though. They are apparently telling some of them, hey, if you're with us, you can't work for specific other companies, which is interesting. Um, I think Progress was one of them, and the, the World of Sport was another. But um, some of the, the World of Sports is uh, over in the UK just started up. Okay. Um, it's just, okay. just another wrestling company. I don't. One of the big channels over there is, is running it. Um, so some people just think that this is simply a response to that, and they <laughs> just don't want to let anybody else get in in the UK. Um, so that that's the interesting part, but just anytime they do something different, it's notable, and this is this is gonna be no, and it's gonna be good wrestling. These guys are 
from the ones I know, I know about a third of them. They're, they're all good wrestlers, and that should put a, a, a entertaining program together. Very good. All right, um, we got AJ's plugs. Let's get your plugs in. You are on Twitter at the Aoster. I'm on, or the show's on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. I don't yeah. know what you're on Twitter at. Yeah, dude, I don't know what's going on. I, I just, fatherhood is what's going on. Really, my brain regularly doesn't work. It's nice when I write something to have like six layers of editors. I don't get that on the air. Like I don't have enough editors that can solve my problems that I've had the last few weeks. Uh, what's coming up with the Baltimore Sun and the Rolling Stone? Uh, I have interviews coming up. I don't know what order or anything, so I'm not going to drop any of the names quite yet. But just kind of keep your eye out. I should have a few potentially big interviews coming up in the next week or two. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a tease. It's That's a tease. A tease. Uh, don't forget that I have announced that I, Aaron will not uh, give me an answer yet, uh, but I will be watching the Royal Rumble at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Uh, that's where I'll be for the Royal Rumble. Aaron's like, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It's a You're hike a for me. Dick. It's a hike for me. Yeah, because I've never made a hike. I make a hike ever. a lot more than you do. Well, that might be true, but there's, there's, you know what, man? <laughs> if you had a better, if you had a Jimmy Seafood down that way, I'd probably go. I was going to say, build that. Get the Jimmy Seafood yeah, if you had down a Jimmy Seafood down that way, I might go join. But uh, in the meantime, that's where I'll be for the Royal Rumble. So I'm looking at the week of our 100th show. The week of February 5th for the 100th show. So the Super Bowl is the 5th. That week, so whether we do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I guess we wouldn't do Tuesday. Unless we did it like we did the last time. It would be Wednesday or Thursday, right. the 8th or the 9th. I'd like to do something. I Road trip up to Philly for NXT. Yeah, I'm all <laughs> for that. I guess. We'll if, figure it out. If you guys really want to come in here and hang out. Hey, if, if you have any ideas, email us. I mean, if, out show we at had gmail. such a good com. time watching SmackDown, but one, it'll just be Aaron and I. AJ won't be here back. We won't be back by then. Yeah, we could make him fly back. For the we day. could try to. If if we if there's a huge group of people that say I would do this, but only if AJ's there. I don't um, know why that would happen though, because no one likes. Yeah, AJ. nobody likes AJ. If you'd like to come in and do something where we hang out, like we did the last time and had a great time, I mean, I couldn't have had more fun. Email us, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. And, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be. Like, we could do something really goofy. We could do, like, people come in and we watch an old Royal Rumble or something like we that. We could do something like that. We could do something like that. Or, you know, we could just watch whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I'd love to do something with the 100th show. I'd like to do an event. If you just if you guys say, hey, let's all go to Jimmy's, like, let's all hang out there or something like that, then we'll do that. If you got a preference, just email us because... We've poorly planned this and not come up with anything on our own. We'll think about it. We promise we'll have a better strategy by next week. Yes. By episode 97, we'll have a better strategy. We'll be thinking about that. It's the week of February 5th. Somewhere in that week, we want to do something for the 100th show. All right? I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. Uh, for Aaron and for the main event, AJ Francis, thanks again to uh, Shane Strickland. I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out. Stop!